fans, welcome Hoosier fans to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. Today is our 82nd episode recorded on Sunday, November 12th. I'm your host, Kathy Amos, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. And tonight we will be breaking down the Hoosiers' loss to Stanford, 96-64. This brings the Indiana record now to 1-1 one one on the season. But as always, we will start our show with our Hoosier Proud Banner moment. Um, and Jeff, you know, on a, a day like today, <laughs> it was really hard to come up with a, a, a banner moment. But I'm going to go to 9.08 in the third quarter. That was when Mackenzie Holmes finally scored her first bucket. And with that bucket, it actually took her to second on the all-time scoring list now, um, right behind uh, Tyra Bus. So um, while this was definitely a rough game for Mackenzie, she did come out of halftime and showed she wasn't going to just quit and not show up in the second half. So um, for a couple of reasons, not just moving up on the, the scoring list, but the fact that, you know, less than a minute into the game, she's still out there and working and trying hard and didn't just roll over at halftime, even though at that point it was the game was probably pretty out of reach. So for me, that, that showed a lot of moxie, I think, for McKenzie to just come back out and just keep grinding, um, grinding away. So for me, that was our banner moment. And as always, our banner moment is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, our presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network, who also includes the Assembly Call and Crimson Cast. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. So you're bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear. In fact, if you like bomber jackets, I've heard there are really coming out some really cool ones. Um, so go check that out as well. Um, and not only do you get quality apparel, but you are supporting an Indiana-based business that has its roots in the Kelly School of Business. So go to homefieldapparel.com, and if it's your first time ordering, you can use our promo code HOME23, HOME23, to get 15% off of your entire first order. Again, that promo code is HOME23 for 15% off. The website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right. So, Jeff, we're going to kick it over to you for your Marlowe's musings today. Um, we'll get your initial thoughts if you have anything from the Thursday win against um, Eastern Illinois or today's, um, today's game against Stanford that you want to get off your chest. Now's your time. <laughs> well, I don't have much to say about the Thursday game. I really didn't see much of it other than the stats. I didn't go back and watch it. It was hard for me to go back and feel like watching you it after they to. won by 40, you know, uh, or actually 50, you know, 53. Um, but I thought that first game against Eastern Illinois went, went the way you wanted it to go. You played a, a bunch of people and you went deep on the bench and, you know, you looked at the, at the numbers, um, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, 10 people played 10 or more minutes. You know, so that's kind of what you wanted to get out of it. You had a big win, you got off to a good start, we had a good crowd. Uh, I think Ari had told us in the in our group text that maybe it was like the largest yeah. non-conference crowd, maybe or something like that. So there was, there was something there with Ari in the text about that. So we had that um with that. And then today, you know, I, I will say this that and it's easy to step back and say it when you're us, and, and to a certain degree, when we were watching it a little bit as a fan during the game. 
it, it felt a little bit different. But let's not overreact. I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like a prognosticator, but I said the other day on the on the previous show that I still thought this was a game that would be a tough game. I didn't think we'd lose by 30, right. but I did not. I didn't have us winning this game anyway. So to me. The outcome, whether it was three, maybe 20, maybe 30, might not really matter. Now, I'm sure Coach Morin will be able to use it for a lot of teaching things. I'm sure a lot of her post-game press conference is really going to come down to, I got to see the film. We just got to go back and work. Credit to Stanford. But at the end of the day, I expect them to be one and one at the, after today. And so that's where they're at. And let's, uh, let's try not to overreact to one game. And let's see how they do. They still got a game this Friday with Murray State. And then also they're going to play Tennessee and, and uh, I believe Princeton down in, in, the, in, in Fort Myers. I think we'll know a little bit more about them after we see them over, the, over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that for sure. Um, I, this is one of those games where, you know, you get 24 hours, right? I think from from Coach um, and uh, from Coach Morin to, to think about it, be upset about it, and then let's, you know, learn from it, flush it and move on. I think for us, the big thing that's going to be a takeaway from this is how they come out then um, in the next game on Friday. Um, and see how they bounce back. But to your point, let's see how they they now travel down to, to Fort Myers and see if they can take some learnings from this and carry that again on the road when they go down go go down to Florida. So, um, so we're let's go ahead and move into some pivotal plays, Jeff. I I don't know that we'll have a whole lot to talk about in here, but you know we can also talk about some of the the statistics too in this section yeah. too if we want before we move on to our game ball and, and uh, hardest worker. So, um, do you have any pivotal plays written down that you want to talk on? Uh, no, I didn't do a whole lot of notes to this game. I, I Again, I'm not a big note taker during the game, but I think the one that really stands out to me, two things actually, Kathy. Number one, Stanford, you know, we, we didn't hit our first few shots, and we were having this conversation on the Discord a little bit next to all those people who were joining in on the Discord as well uh, with the game day chat. And, and for those of you who haven't had an opportunity to do that, we try to make sure we're, we're going to try and do a better job this year of, of being in the Discord during the game chat. Um, but we just got out of such a slow start. Well, we missed our first – five maybe five shots we were for, oh for five one for six and stanford was able to kind of get off to a decent start and the one i i think the pivotal play for me and and i thought it was just kind of where the game went was cameron brink hitting a three um and, and you know she and we talked about this in the pregame that as a so freshman and a sophomore especially excuse me she had shot okay from three she had been above 30 percent as a three-pointer and she really sank last year into like 20 or 21 percent for the year but i mean she's somebody that she's not a high volume shooter but then she hit another one so to me those were really a couple of the pivotal plays that really i think we were already back on our heels knowing we weren't shooting well early and then brinks hitting a couple threes and i got a feeling the, their their defensive game plan was kind of like uh-oh and, and, yeah. and so, you know, and so, but you know, that's the other thing. So I, I, those would be my first couple of things I point on pivotal plays. What about you? Yeah, I, I didn't write any down either outside of <laughs> my, my Hoosier proud banner moment when McKenzie finally came out and scored her first bucket. But I, and I think maybe the whole first half was kind of pivotal. I mean, I don't, uh -huh. I would imagine, I can't imagine when has McKenzie ever been held to an entire half um, with 0, 0.0 rebounds. Um, in you know in a in an entire half i was just the whole first half was kind of just um shocking and i think that the team must have felt that too um so for me you know they they just really struggled i thought on both ends of the floor we just really couldn't defend i mean we gave up almost 100 points which boy i, I would be hard pressed to go back in any team under coach iowa Moore. 
any of that, but well, except for Iowa. Yeah, that's true. They, they, they and, came out pretty close, right? And to your point, Stanford's not known as an up and down team. I mean, they're not a team that's generally scoring 80 per game. I mean, so you could tell with that. And Kathy, I'd like, I want to ask you a question about this. Cause I really felt like this was another game against you know, a team of our equal or yeah. maybe a little better where we really struggled with athleticism and length. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you could really see that, especially, and, you know, Cameron Brink isn't uh, the getting all the accolades that she's getting because she's not a phenomenal player. So I'm not taking anything away from, but we could not do anything. And you could just see her at one point, we had two people guarding her and she just pushed her way into the, the block and got the ball still where she wanted to. And we just really seemed to struggle with, yeah, their length, their athletic athleticism and they just seemed a lot stronger than us they just seemed to have their will with us on whatever um and then you couple that with a, a cold very cold shooting night for us right when we end up five of 32 um from three-point land so 15.6 percent while we let them shoot 11 of 29 or 38 percent you know and you, you couple all those together and then you can understand where the box score is up the way it is <laughs> And though, and they were better than eleven for twenty nine most of the game. I mean, the percentage yes, wise, they, 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 they it, toward the end they missed several, but for a big chunk of the game, they were hovering right <laughs> around fifty or just above fifty yeah. percent for the game on threes. Yeah, I wrote down at halftime they were fifty three percent in three point shooting in the first half versus our thirty percent, and we just yeah we just kind of got worse from there. Um, oh, the bright note, we were concerned, or some people were concerned anyway after the first game about our free throw shooting. Our free throw yeah. shooting was really great tonight. 15 of 16 from the line or 94%. So no concerns there. Um, so, you know, we just need to put it all together from a shooting perspective. Yeah. Um, so in terms of scoring, we, we did end up with three players in double digits, Sarah, um, Chloe, and Sydney. So Sydney and Sarah both had 15 and, and Chloe had 11. Um, but McKenzie, yeah, held it to eight points. Um, and I think that to me was, uh, you know, probably the biggest shock of, of all the headlines in here is just how well they were able to shut McKenzie down off of her game. We have not seen that from her um, for the last couple of years. Yeah. And, and she was zero and zero at the half. She had no yep. points, no rebounds at the half. The other thing I'll point out here too, Kathy, a number that's jumped out and it, it didn't start out quite this way, but the longer it went, it just kept getting worse and worse. They out rebounded us 50 to 27. Yeah. That was almost a Michigan like number. Remember we up at, I, yep. you, I, I remember you did that game with me or somebody else did, but when we, we, when we went up to Michigan a couple of years ago and they had Nas mm -hmm. Hillman and they just blitzed us up there yeah. and it was like unbelievably just lopsided rebounding. It was that kind of game on the glass for us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. 50 to 27. And, you know, on the defensive board, only 18 versus 32 for standard. We, you know, we gave up um, to Stanford, had 18 offensive yeah. rebounds too. And, you know, that led to a lot of second chance points for Stanford. They had 20 second chance points to only six for us. And, you know, you know, we could probably go up and down the stat line for sure, but those were definitely some of the ones that, that stuck out to me. As well. And that was something in the, the pregame show with Coach Morin when she was talking with Austin that she said she was really preaching to the team of was, was rebounding that we could not let Stanford have their way on the, the block or excuse me on the glass, especially on their offensive end or our defensive end. Mm -hmm. And that really just we just couldn't seem to find a way. Um, it just seemed that we really seem to get out hustled on a lot of the balls where we just kind of stood around. And I just thought a lot of fundamental laps today in defense where, you know, at one point 
they shot a three and missed it, um, shockingly. But we had um, they had somebody underneath the basket completely untouched. No one around for us. And I thought that was indicative all night where it just seemed we were out of place. Um, we weren't in the right place at the right time. We were having trouble closing out on the three-point shooters. Um, we couldn't stop them from, from driving. They just seemed to, at will, drive down the lane as much as they wanted to. It just nothing seemed to go well for us on the defensive end tonight. But what, what about you? What are your thoughts from the, the defense? It just seemed fundamentally well, off today. Defensively, let's put it this way. Uh, maybe it doesn't qualify as defense, but we never led. In the yeah. entire game, we we never had the lead at any point, even like a two to nothing. And we, you know, I can't remember that ever happening, especially at least since we've started doing this show where we would, where IU played a game and didn't at least have a brief lead at some point in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, but you know, and Stanford had the lead really for the whole game. I mean, I look at this stats, you know, 39 minutes and 11 seconds that they had the lead. And right. you know, and essentially that's that the long whole... to score the first bucket. Correct. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing I saw on the defense is and I thought it was more about what Stanford was doing. We couldn't beat them off the bounce very well. There, we just, no. you know, for you know, for our kids who really wanted to drive and try to create something, it just it just wasn't happening. And I thought some of that was what you were talking about too. They just they did a good job of really just putting a body into somebody, not necessarily found, but just making you're not going any farther. And and then we just couldn't get around them. And so I thought that was a, that was key on their defensive side against our offense. But it, we just, you know, like you said, though, I felt like there were times when we just – we didn't react to the ball in the air. We were waiting really almost for the ball to be off the rim before we were re- reacting. And you really, as a good rebounder, you're, you're trying to react before the ball even gets to the rim. You're anticipating where it's hitting, where it's coming off, all of that. But it just, you know, again – step slow today and i and i and i thought about this a little bit too is like and i don't want to chalk up an excuse but you wouldn't think so but i would just wonder whether the time change got them a little bit and i don't know yeah. exactly was it just yesterday they flew out or the day before no, the so, day before they went so out they did out the day before yeah. so you know um but I, I just also thought kathy i want to get your opinion on this one is I just thought Stanford felt like it was a bigger game for them. Not that we didn't play hard, not that we weren't trying. I just feel like Stanford thought they had a chance to erase that second round loss by taking it out on Indiana day. And mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely felt like they, they were ready well and uh, wanting to make a, a statement of some sort today. And they, they definitely made their statement today. And uh, we just didn't seem to have an answer um, for them at all. There was, you know, they had what, one, two, three, four, six people, five people in double digits. Um, so we, yeah, five, we, we just really had no answer at all for anything that they wanted to do. We just couldn't seem to slow them down. And then, um, it was just on the other end. Um, yeah. So (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it anymore. This one, this part did concern me. And I know part of it was dictated by score and situation, but we got to where we basically only played about six people today, six, yeah. maybe seven, because Lene did get to double figures and, you know, got yeah. to 11 minutes. But for the most part, it was the starting five and Lexi for a big chunk of the game. And and I just would have liked to have seen us get a little deeper. I know the kid, none of them were playing. In my opinion, none of them were none really them were playing, playing well. One. So why? So no. I'm not sure you can qu- chalk it up to simply like Lily had a rough day, but but I'm not sure I can chalk that up to just Lily had a bad day. Right. Right. No, no, no. I don't think hardly anyone had any, uh, a good day today. Well, you know, we could go down the whole box score and, and find something with everyone. Um, 15 turnovers. 
as an example for our team, which is just very high for us. Um, so there's just nothing that I think went well today in, nope. you know, again, flush it, learn from it. Let's, let's move on to the next one and, and take this as a good learning opportunity. But hopefully this is something, you know, the team will take as well. And, you know, somebody has to find that leadership role where we've been talking and wondering how much we're going to miss grace. And it felt like today with, mm-hmm. um, a day we missed Grace on on the floor. You know, she just ha- always had that calming effect, um, and it just didn't seem like anyone was able to kind of come out and, and provide that for the team today. No, I agree, and I and I think I might have been the one that said that in the in the group text or whatever. Just, yeah. but and I said it on the Discord. I know that for sure. And I don't want to ch- begin game two. I'm not going to overreact to it, but yep. you just felt like there were times in that first half, especially where Grace Berger would have been like, "Give me the ball." We're gonna yeah. make something, you know. We're gonna make something happen, and and I just felt like there was times today where that was that was kind of lacking. I think some kids were trying, some players were trying, they just didn't have it today. So let's see how it goes, you know, how right. how it does move going forward. So, yeah, for sure. All right, Jeff. Anything else you want to talk about with this game? Or yeah, I I feel like we can keep this one pretty short too. I don't think there's anything else that's jumping out at me on the box score either. Um, the positive, we're going to end with the positive again. Just repeat, good job, free throws. <laughs> so, well, look, with that, let's move on. So um, before we talk about today's game ball, let's go back real quick for Eastern Illinois. So, Jeff, um, who would you um, have given your game ball to from Thursday's game against Eastern Illinois? Yeah, there was a lot of people I guess you could give it to. I mean, again, I didn't see the game per se. So, Kathy, I kind of would almost defer to you. But, boy, Yarden Garzon kind of stood out to sure. Garzon, excuse me, Yarden Garzon stood out to me, 15 points five rebounds seven assists and a steal so i would think just looking at the stats I, i'm gonna go yard on the eastern illinois game okay yeah i had a number of people written down i mean mckenzie had a nice game i don't have mm-hmm. the stats pulled up in front of me anymore but mckenzie 19, did a nice job 19 mckenzie and what, like 19 and six and 19.6 rebounds two assists yeah so she had a really great game i thought um actually um lexi bargasser off the bench really came in and provided some really nice minutes. She put up a lot of good points for us. I think she hit her first three of her career. Um, and so she was really good, but yeah, I, I think Garzon had probably the more complete game. So let's go with, with her, with Yarden for her first game ball. Okay. Um, so for today, and let's just stick with the, the hardest worker, the Grace oh. Berger hardest worker from yeah. Eastern yeah. Illinois. Who do you, uh, who did you, put down for that one by the way let's let our fans know this is a new segment we used you know yes. we're, it's kind of, kind of similar to the kind of similar to the hustle award but we're trying to move into something a little bit newer for us so so we're going to call it the grace burger hardest worker award award yeah. and and on that one i'm going to go that's where i'm going to go with lexi bargesser i thought okay. lexi had you know 15 points she was perfect from the field uh, seven of seven, including that three you mentioned. The only thing was she missed two free throws, but she had 15 points, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. So I was going to go with Lexi Bargesser on that one. Yeah, I actually had written down Lene um, originally on uh, after watching the game on, on Thursday. I thought Lene really came in, um, and she didn't look afraid of the moment with you know a crowd. By the way, there's mm-hmm. 80 right under 8,400 people in the the crowd there, so she was definitely ready to go on that. But um, since I had Vargas written down as one of my game ball participants, um, let's go with her then for hardest worker for the Eastern Illinois game. So. Um, good. Now we'll go back and we'll pick up the Stanford game here. Um, so I, I think the, the game ball is probably a little more difficult, at least for me in this one. 
Um, I have an idea of who I think I'm going to vote for, but for you, how about, what do you have? Well, it's one of those, you know, we have had this discussion, especially over on AC, you know, on assembly call and, and post-game shows before. Should you give out of a game ball on a, after a loss, let alone a 30-point loss? But we right. always said we're gonna somebody deserved a game ball. So I'm going to go, it, 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 again, it, realizing this is not, like a game ball where you're like, oh yeah, we're you know, but I and it's it's I'm gonna go Sydney Parish, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, and 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 I just thought you know at least Sydney looked active. Now again, was was she by any means close to what we really needed for any of them? No, but I'm no. gonna give Sydney. I'm gonna go Sydney Parish on my game ball. Yeah, uh, I'll second that. That's who I wrote down as well right after. I thought, you know, um, she ended up with those 15 points and five rebounds. And, you know, she was really um, out there trying trying her best. Uh, the only thing I would criticize her a little bit, but again, you could say this about the whole team. I just felt like she took some pretty quick into the, the game or into the shot clock three-pointers where I just wish she would have maybe ran the offense a little bit more, um, but they were really quick. But I think you could say that about a lot of our, our players, especially, you know, five of 32 um, from three point. All right. So back to our Grace Berger, hardest worker. Who do you have for this game? Uh, this is where I'm going to go with Lene. I thought Renee really came off the bench as a freshman on a road, a true road game in her only her second game of her career. Nine points, four of five, shot four of five, one of two from three. Uh, she had a couple rebounds and that was it. Then she had a turnover, but in 11 minutes, so nine points in 11 minutes. And she, you know, I, you know, I, I would like to see, I, again, it's easy to say in a game where you're losing by 30, but I would like to see a little more of Lene Beaumont today. Yeah, me too. Um, that's who I also wrote down for my hardest worker um, vote was Lene. I, I have really enjoyed her in this first two games. You know, I, I really think, and I said this after the Eastern Illinois game, I'm going to make maybe a bold prediction. Maybe not. Maybe uh, it's not so bold anymore, but I think she is going to become um, – fan favorite for sure mm. real quick um if not this year you know as she progresses in her her career over four years i think she's going to become just an outstanding player for us and i'm really excited about what the future holds for her and i'm loving that you know she got 11 minutes today in a you know a, a road game like this that was really a lot of pressure and the coach stuck with her and, and let her play through a lot of stuff and what i really like about Lene is that she always seems to have her head up and is really looking around like even when she's dribbling, when she doesn't have the ball, she just really seems to be having a very high basketball IQ. And I think that's going to take her really far. I agree. All right. Well, Jeff, is there anything else that you want to talk about with this game or should we talk about what's coming up next? I will say this, Kathy, couple, one thing I, I, we call this doing the work because coach Moore has talked about her phrase is do the work with the team. I got a feeling there's going to be some a lot a big theme this week in practice is going to be about how they're going to feel like they got outworked that Stanford from the tip really to the to, to the final gun just really outworked them now whether that's more fan gut reaction watching the game on TV but I got a feeling that that's kind of where Co Coach Moore is going to be I'm not saying she's going to say that in the press conference she's I think she, she's going to keep it very vanilla you know the kind of the typical I'm going to really have to watch the film you know all the kudos to Stanford all that but I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of emphasis on whether whatever you want to call it effort work whatever you know but I got a feeling that's going to be a big you know there's going to be a lot of talk about that in the lead up to Murray State on Friday yep I agree yeah I um 
I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this game either, but no. you know, again, let's, let's see how they rebound from it because since you and yep. I've been doing yep. the show, this is our third season now together doing, doing our podcast here. I don't think we've ever seen the team get blown out like this. So no. I think what we'll know now is where, what this team is made of um, real quick. So we, we knew this was going to be a test. I don't think anyone anticipated it being this, but it is what it is. So let's mm. learn from it and let's move on. So with that, should we, Talk about what's coming up next. Yeah, we will in just a second. Yep, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So for our women, um, what's coming up next is that they will take on Murray State on Friday, November 17th. Um, The tip time is at 7 Eastern or 6 Central, and it will air on Big Ten Plus. Um, just as an FYI, we are not planning on having another live episode after that game either. I think Jeff, are you planning on going to that game still? Yep. 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 I'm, yep. I'm going to be there. 99% certain we're going to be there. So anybody yep. that, you know, we get a chance to meet up maybe halftime after the game, look forward to meeting the workaholics at, at the game. Yep. So if you're going to be at the game, keep your eyes out for, for Mr. Coach Marlowe here and uh, go up and say hi and, and introduce yourselves. We love to meet people when we ever have a chance. So um, so let's talk just a little bit about information on Murray State. So, Jeff, do you want to kind of give us a quick overview of what we might expect from them? Yeah, head coach Nate Levine, or Levine, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, Nate Levine, who had just joined the program as head coach in May. So first year, but prior to that, he was an assistant at Weber State, Weber State excuse me, in Utah uh, for five years. Murray State has two official games so far, and they've won both. Uh, they are a member, well, they, I didn't think back, they used to be in the Ohio Valley, but I think they just moved over to the Missouri or the uh, All-American. I can't remember what league they're in, but they're, they're, not, they're in a kind of a mid-tier league now with um, with their program. They're led in scoring by a freshman guard, Sosafina Lange, with 17 points. She's also averaging eight and a half rebounds. Their second league score is also a freshman guard, Arissa Garcia, with 15 and a half. And their team is literally all freshmen, three sophomores, and they do have a couple players six inch, six foot or taller, but they, they are, do not have a lot of size. Yeah. Yeah. This, that was very shocking when I was looking at their roster to find, I was trying to find who their upperclassmen were um, maybe from last year and see what they did last year. None. So they have a completely new team. Literally they were all freshmen and three sophomores. One of the sophomores is a redshirt sophomore, but still very, very young and a very small team. And the coach looks really young, too, in his first co- coaching gig, too. So um, I think this will be a nice, nice um, kind of tune-up game for our women after this game. So um, hopefully for me, we'll see a repeat of the Eastern Illinois game, right, where our starters get us, you know, off to a really good start, fast start. You know, they look crisp and um our bench gets a lot of play. Like hopefully again, we have another fourth quarter where we only see bench players and we can get, you know, some of our freshmen a little more time than they were able to get tonight and really start helping to, to have them grow. Any thoughts um, on that besides what we just talked on? I don't know. There's a whole lot more. Bounce back game. I mean, you, you don't necessarily have to win That's by right. 30 or yep. 40, but you, you've got to play. You got to kind of come back to what we expect of Indiana women's basketball. And I think that's what we'll see on Friday. Yep. Yep. And with that, I think, um, I think we're planning on doing a show on Wednesday before that. Um, is that what Just are playing. we still th- thinking we'll do that? Yep. Sounds good. Oops. All right. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about yet. Not this game again. 
Mm. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so with that, Jeff, anything well, else that you have the big on your mind is, before we, we call it a wrap tonight? Well, I, I just say on Wednesday, we might have to take a little bit of a look at that Fort Myers trip because I doubt we're going to try and do an episode on thanks Wednesday before Thanksgiving, you know, so I would imagine, you know, maybe a yeah. good time to take a look at, you know, Tennessee and uh, Princeton, the two opponents yeah. down at Fort Myers might be a good time to look at that. You know, maybe also, I think, yep. you know, also maybe see if Austin might be available, see if we can get his thoughts on accounting on the game tonight. That might be a good one too. But, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's a good no, idea. I'll, I'll be traveling not, down to Fort Myers that Wednesday. So, um, I won't be available. I'll be on a plane. <laughs> I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to try and do a live post. We're going to try and do a live post game on that Friday after the game. I haven't looked at the exact time yet. I know I've got a radio game here in Rensselaer, yeah. so we may have to do. So they don't play Friday. They play Thursday and Saturday. Oh, Thursday. That's right. Ooh, yep. Thursday, so. Thanksgiving Day. Ooh, it's the Tennessee game. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was, a live post game. Mm, maybe you do a post to. game on Friday of the Tennessee game, and I can call in from the beach. How about that? There you go. Might have to do that. <laughs> that might be. That might work out better for me at home too. <laughs> yeah, it might be better. So, so. Um, okay. Well, with that, so uh, yes, Wednesday that we will. I think that's a good plan. We'll we'll talk about Tennessee and Princeton on Wednesday. Um, and then assembly call, it will be doing a, a show tonight after the army game uh, that is going on right now. So after we're done here, we'll wrap it up quick and we'll jump over to watch the men play. But if you do want to see us do the show live and be part of our live chat, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the at symbol back home network. So it's not assembly calling more. It's the at back home network. Um, you can also be part of our private community. You can find out about that at assemblycall.substack.com. Again, that's a, a change over what we've had a few weeks ago. So it's assemblycall.substack.com. Uh, special thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design for designing our logos. A big thanks to Bob Thompson for the music that you heard throughout the show. And most of all, thank you for those of you listening live. Really appreciate it. And all of you that are listening later um, tomorrow, um, appreciate it. It was a good therapy session, I think, for those of us here to kind of flush this out of our systems. We're not going to talk about it again. Um, but most of all, thank you very much for listening to us. And we will be back with you on Wednesday to talk some more hoops. But until then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers. I wanted to uh, be able to do like that Jared reaction, you know, after. Game, I know. Like, I was, no, I was no, all ready no, no. for it. Not this. No. Well, all right. All right, Jeff, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to go turn the men's game on yep. and uh, hopefully have a better result. Yep. I'll get <laughs> so. this up. I will get this uploaded. Okay. Sounds good. See you, Kathy. Bye-bye.